Audio's good. Check the audio. Perfect. Uh, welcome to the Rough Take Pop. <coughs> I love that I was like, perfect as my audio peaks out of control. Like, it's just like, it's going to sound crunchy as fuck. I was well, like, oh, that's perfect. It went so far past zero. That's crazy. That's okay. Okay. Uh, my welcome to the Rough Take. <laughs> welcome to the Rough Take Podcast. Where I'm Doug Hiller, and that's Max Burke. Don't say my last name, though, because I get scared sometimes, because I think people are going to come to my house or something. I'll beep I have guns, it. I'll beep you it. guys can come over. I'll beep it out. Um, but we talk about, uh, you know, movies. Movies of the past, movies of the future. Movies you need to watch. That's it. Yeah, we know the premise. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the premise. <laughs> what if it's a first-time listener, This is you know? the fifth episode. If you guys don't fucking know by now... <laughs> So, how's your week been? Or how was it? It was good. Week? My house just started shaking. Oh, a little earthquake? It's fine. I think somebody ran into it on a bike. <laughs> um, my week has been good. I worked quite a lot over the last couple of days. I worked like 19 hours in two days, which, like, someone's going to be listening. They're going to be like, oh, I'm a stock exchange broker or something. And they're going to be like, oh, that's not that bad. And it's like, it's not a fucking competition. <laughs> but it's been good. How's yours? You're editing up a storm. Yeah. Oh boy, am I. I'm doing bank work up a storm, I guess. Yes, up a storm indeed. Whatever. I did watch two movies recently. Name them both, please. Nightmare on Elm Street 2. And? A, a doc called Scream, Qu- Scream Quans. That's so crazy. I've seen that documentary You've too. Seen I wonder Queens? what the director has to say about the process of making it. Oh my it. God, wait a minute. There's someone sitting literally right next to me. Good evening. It's Tyler. It's Tyler <laughs> Jensen. It's Tyler Jensen, the director of the hit documentary featured by Shutter Scream Queen. Hi, everybody. That was really delightful to pretend to hide in the closet while that intro happened. I felt very was it much familiar like for I was you, back at least for a little junior while. high. Yeah, get back. Get back in that closet. I Googled the movie yesterday and it said directed by Ryan Murphy. So that's Scream Queens, the TV show. Our yes, movie is called Scream, while, comma, Queen, exclamation point, My uh-huh. Nightmare on Elm Street. Very important punctuation, I might add. I am interested in that, like, kind of, did you have to do anything or did they have to contact you around, like, naming stuff? No, it was interesting. We had started the documentary before season one was announced and came out. And oh, we so were, you were first. Kind of. I mean, it was not a thing until the movie's done and ready to premiere. And by that point, Scream Queens had come and gone. So we were a little worried about it, but it never became an issue. Well, Um, I think out the gate, we should have a little moment on what Scream Queens is. And well, like, I mean, I feel like you probably. Wait, are we talking about my movie Scream or the Queen. TV show? <laughs> no, you're here. You've come here to talk about the Ryan Murphy. Because I did watch both. <laughs> I liked that show. I'll be honest. Kiki Palmer was in it. She was so oh, good. Kiki Palmer is amazing. I know she is, and she kind kind of got her start on that show. 
But let's not talk about that. Let's yeah. talk about the documentary <laughs> screen hear, I mean, that you made. I feel like you have a you must have locked in like the log line like pitch of Oh yeah. When I meet new people and they're like, Oh, what do you do? I'm like, I'm a filmmaker. Have you done anything I would have seen? And I say, Yes. I made a documentary about the gayest horror movie ever made and the closeted mm. actor whose career it ruined. What if someone Perfect. was like The Strangers? They were like under the false impression that that movie's super gay. Well, then they're um, like, "Well, Rocky Horror Picture Show," and I'm like, "Okay, you're like second you're like, gayest, <laughs> second gayest." All right. Oh my god, um, I have to say, I happened to watch Nightmare on Elm Street two probably like two months ago, and it was I hadn't I didn't remember a lot of it, and it is incredible, incredibly gay. First of all. And I watched it with like a group of gays at a movie night, so right. it was like r- just a really fun movie. You can edit this out, but were you all clothed watching this movie? No. Okay, I've heard from multiple <laughs> no. parties that they watched this movie at this party. Oh, so wait, like you guys naked, were fucking like a to naked Nightmare movie on Elm Street? Night. No, that's like... not me. But maybe I should throw <laughs> naked movie nights. Did <laughs> you did you fuck during Nightmare on Elm Street too? I mean, that's that a what you're saying? for death. Uh, maybe I'll be honest and I'm not even kidding like that scene in the showers was an awakening for me mm-hmm. and maybe that's why I'm so mean now <laughs> when he kills the coach I was like oh the coach gets tied up that's different than what I usually see in in media and um and then I paused it several times yeah but it was very oddly hot scene not even oddly for me Just did we already forward. talk about that What's that? We did. How sexy we that did. scene is? Okay, we, I don't want to go We didn't put it in the pod. <laughs> I had a I think, dream that I killed my mom last night. I think we should. I think we should put it in the pod. What? That that was like a J.O. moment for yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. At your naked Nightmare on Elm Street 2 party. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> okay, so then where does that scene start for you? Mm. Are you jaying off when he's in the bar and he gets accosted by the coach? No, when it's he's when running he's, laps it's when in the gym, or is it strictly like, yeah, he's getting spanked? I'm definitely using this. It's the spanked. It's straight to the spanking. Yeah, but yeah. Like, That's so mean. I'll say, like watching it with a group of gays, it was like an amazing. You know, it's fun to have a film like that to like, you know, having such like a time difference from it and just seeing it as actually a gay movie. And without even the context of you needing to be like, oh, so this is the gay one. People were just like, oh, my God, this right. is so fucking right. gay. Um, and I love like and then cut to I watched a documentary today, which is so fucking good, Tyler. Thank you. Like, Thank you. so good. I'm not like blowing smoke. It's like amazing. Max, like for me, it's a seven out of ten. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I really perfect. I watched That's it again perfect. last night. That's I loved great it. Movie. I loved it. No, 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 no. It was great. It was really, really good. Yeah. Max actually... Everyone should watch it. It's on Shudder, and you should have Shudder if you like oh, horror movies. I didn't realize. I paid. Oh, thank you. Dumb. Even thank you for sorry. more. <laughs> do you get... Do you get... Sorry. Let's talk about branding. No, I'm just kidding. Let's, like, let's, um, let's talk about like, money. Let's talk about money. Yeah. Okay. I went into so much debt to make this movie. Oh. Sorry? Do they, Do you get paid when people watch it on Shutter, or do they pay you to just like feature it, or what happens? Shutter paid us to have an exclusive streaming rights for two okay. years. Uh, that window's over. It's still on Shutter for another year. It is currently on Tubi and Amazon and iTunes and Vudu and YouTube and Vimeo. Mm. Uh, any place you can rent a movie, you can watch it. Um, 
And starting later this month, it's going to be on fucking Turner Classic Movies. Yes, amazing. That's a, at it's a, two a.m. kind of thing during Thanksgiving weekend, right after a John Houston or a John Ford Western, and before a Sidney Poitier film. I am oh. livid. <laughs> In the most wonderful way. That's funny. So did you just fucking lie to Shudder? How is it available everywhere? <laughs> uh, well, so, the I mean, we're going to talk well, about business. Um, other places, right? For the first two years, the movie was out streaming. Yeah. It was a streaming exclusive for Shudder. If, okay, okay. if you didn't mm. want to rent it, you would have to get a Shudder subscription mm. and mm-hmm. then watch it. That ended in June, and now we're able to have it stream anywhere we want to. Anywhere that will pay us to. But, uh, like, subscription things that you pay for, Netflix, uh, Hulu, Shudder, those will genuinely give you an upfront fee. We're going to show your movie for a year, two years, five years, whatever. Mm -hmm. You don't get any more money than that. So do you get money when people rent it? Yes, when they rent it directly, that that goes to us. When a they buy it, it um, I mean, a rental is like what? Four bucks. Four bucks. I think I get like a quarter. One quarter. Whoa. Maybe. That's oh, pretty good, actually. That. That's not bad. That's more than I <laughs> right. get paid on TikTok. I mean, I don't, I don't know what this. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. I didn't major in math. No. I'm like. <laughs> None of us. This though. is where my little communism, the only piece well, of communism. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? You should get more than right. If I, I pay four, you get. Two or something, you know. What I, I mean, ideally, I, which I get more money if you rent it than if you stream it. So I'm happy well, about that. Well, I didn't rent it. I watched it on Shutter because that's what I paid for. <laughs> and that's that's valid. <laughs> Second real. question: How much money do you have? No, <laughs> uh, no, I no. went into a lot of debt to make this movie, and I thought I would get out by now. And here we are. Yeah. <laughs> you said what? You would get out by now? He went into yeah. a lot of debt. Yeah making this movie and they and you still haven't gotten out of debt i don't know what's if your you credit score no i'm years. just kidding <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but something terrible happened <laughs> our movie came out in march march 3rd 2020 uh-huh. we were in one theater in los angeles and yeah. we, were, we had more plans to go other places and then Everything stopped. Uh, like yeah. right then. Fuck. Came out so, right then. Yeah. Well, let's oh, let's dive into that. That the. <laughs> let's get away from the business. For uh, a if you want to find me on uh, Venmo, oh, or PayPal. Hey, I'll leave that drop Instagram. box right there. <laughs> yes. Will you send like pics if people Venmo? I will. What? I don't know. I'll, yeah, I'll give you the toes out. If you, if you get, give me the money. Get those toes out. That's funny. But wait. Okay. So I want to talk about the touch points of the documentary. Sure. So firstly, I mean, the overarching, it's it's this actor whose, you know, career was destroyed. And this, and it goes into, like, the career piece. It, like, touches, like, like because the movie is made, like, right in the middle slash beginning of the AIDS epidemic like it touches on that piece it just touches on a lot of right specifically uh, AIDS in Hollywood Mm -hmm. Uh, about two months before the movie opens up Rock Hudson the most famous you know closeted gay actor dies of AIDS and then everyone freaks the fuck out and that's the culture that this movie is coming out in 
And that one scream sealed Mark Patton's fate. Mm. That makes sense. In the intro. In the intro. If you haven't seen the movie Nightmare on Elm Street 2, in the intro, there's like a definite female sounding scream. Right. And you cut to a boy. And it's like, oh. Cut that in. Cut that into the podcast. Like, add that sound. Oh yes, yes. This is what it's it an iconic like. scream. Yeah. Um, Insert scream. Listen, can you hear it? <laughs> I can't do it. My voice is just too masculine. No. Yeah, it's too strong Ew, and deep I'm to do the scream like a girl would. <laughs> a girl scream, yo. Um. Yeah. What were I mean? How. Was it hard for you? So the also a thing about the documentary is it has this like arc of like, you know, redemption almost right. where like the main character or what Mark Patton, right? Correct. He um, blames this writer, you know, throughout his career. And then ha- at the end has that moment with the writer. Um, how was that something you planned? Like, do you plan? These that was arcs? that was not in the cards from the beginning. Mm-hmm. We had... The one thing that's like a little uh, edited fuckery of the movie is that the big finale, when they go to Florida to meet the whole cast members, like that's actually the first thing that we shot. Hmm. That's that's mm. the first day I met Mark Patton. That's the first day I was on set with this team. I had originally met my co-director, Roman, on another job editing. He was talking to the producer about going to Florida to shoot this documentary mm-hmm. about Mark Patton from Nightmare on Elm Street 2, you know, the gay one. And I hadn't even spoken to this man yet. I lifted up my T-shirt and I showed him my Nightmare on Elm Street tattoo. Oh, my I God. Go, I have a Freddy phone tattooed um, on my arm. It's a phone with, like, the tongue. Wait, you have to show me. <laughs> it's the phone with Freddy's tongue coming out of it where he Ooh. says, I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. And... Like that, that was my introduction to Roman. And I'm like, whatever you're doing, I want to be a part of it. I first volunteered to be the editor, knowing that they were going to go to Florida and start shooting. And I was like, if you bring me with you, I will shoot B roll Mm -hmm. and I will just like help the production as best I can. And I get there, and that's the first time I meet Mark Patton and I get the real story of what Scream Queen eventually became. Oh. And that was like so eye-opening, but that was supposed to be a real, like a full reunion. Like the writer was supposed to come to that convention, okay. and if we were, if 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 it was going to happen, it was going to be there. So for the first year, all we had to edit was that footage. We were lucky enough that it was kind of a bum convention. In the sense that it was the first year convention, the audience wasn't really there. So, I mean, Robert England has lines that are weeks long. Mm-hmm. He'll make a million dollars in a weekend. I don't know how much he makes, but he's always busy. And because on the Sunday of the convention, there wasn't enough people there, he's like, yeah, I'll come sit and talk with you. For, and he was like, I'll give you 10 wow. minutes. He talked for like almost an hour. And we got all this incredible stuff. And then just as we were just interviewing more people, the story kind of got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then we finally get Mark alone in his hotel room. And he tells me everything, Mm -hmm. which is all the stuff that 
no one's expecting when they watch Scream Queen. When it goes to these dark places and you're like, holy shit, this is important. This is an important story that is going to shock people. So we had already been shooting for like a year. And that's when the correspondence with David Chaskin started. And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll come and sit for an interview. Did they fight? No. And I remember just like thinking, did, did we get it? Did we get the like climax? Yeah. Because yeah. it, it, it wasn't a table fl- flipping thing. It wasn't a real Housewives yeah. smackdown. But everything that is said in there is very like layered and it takes a while to unpack. Yeah. You could see the intensity for sure in the conversation. Right. And it was it was really uh like great where you placed it in the film too. It was just like very cathartic, like intense moment. Right. Yeah. Where it's like I don't know if anything was you know, he got what he wanted, which is amazing. Right. What for him. And uh, but as you know, as a gay person you're like Still, fuck you. Like, still, like, right. fuck the, the system. The you one, I mean? the one fucked up thing that happened. Like, he had just brought up, like, the conversation. He's like, "We're get, we're going to talk about like, why did you do this?" Mm-hmm. And as soon as he asks the question, the tape runs out. Oh. So I have to like get everyone to pause. It takes five you. minutes to adjust. <laughs> and Damn, you both... really set him up to have a good answer, though. Right. And I think he's like, well, now I got time to think about it. Right. I think it did allow for a really respectable conclusion to that moment because they're like sitting in this tension and they both I don't know if you watched the movie as closely as I did, but like every two minutes, Mark Patton has a new bottle of Diet Coke. Mm. (laughs) His, His eyebrows are shaking, too. Correct. Correct. But um, they they both have Diet Cokes now and they're like both holding on to them as like security blankets and they're just uh-huh. slowly unscrewing them so that the, um, <laughs> that's, the that's the gayest is, thing i seeping out of the bottles as they're like about to answer. It's like the most tense you can be without anyone saying anything. Yeah. Um, and it's this like beautiful moment that I'm like, I am living in this tense moment <laughs> that's gonna be a make or break moment in the film uh-huh. and I can't fuck it up <laughs> yeah yeah well. just a passive aggressive diet coke situation <laughs> totally yeah. totally hissing gay hissing diet cokes at each other right like snakes <laughs> <laughs> um, but no I, um, I felt in, in the moment David Chaskin knew it was coming and he didn't shy away. Yeah. And Which is respectable for absolutely. sure. For sure. It really did. The film really did put a different lens on that nightmare on Elm street for me in a really cool way. Like just the subtext of the writing and everything. And like hearing Chaskin like speak about it and like his consciousness around it. Right. What when you're like, oh, this guy's like fighting off this demon inside of him that's like inevitable, which is like gayness. <laughs> like Exactly. So interesting. And it's unfortunate the thing that comes out is like, well, I didn't I didn't write him to be like I didn't say he screams like a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's essentially blaming Mark for express exposing the queerness of his script. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm like you still have that coach locker room scene. 
Yeah, yeah. And like a boy is he's playing like, he Jesse. He like leaves his girlfriend. He's like scared of his girlfriend, so he goes and he sleeps with a boy. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, the reason is because he screams like a girl. That's why everybody knows this is fucking gay, not because of the gay bar leather scene. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Totally. What the fuck does that mean? It's like the gayest movie I've ever seen. It's I crazy. Know. I know. But Just- see, I kind of love that still in the sense that Freddy Krueger and Nightmare on Elm Street is such a yeah. pop culture iconic horror character mm-hmm. yeah that especially me like being a little faggot horror nerd yeah just like max oh i didn't have Did you to see terrifier too uh we'll talk about that in a second all right we'll talk about that in a second because i've been wanting to talk about somebody on that like with somebody about that on this podcast and doug won't watch it um what i'm saying is that you know if you're a 10 year old and your parents take you to the video store and you rent the birdcage. They'll be like, Yay. what's wrong with Tyler? Yeah. Why does he yeah. want to rent the birdcage? Why does he spend so much time in the underwear section? He must be right. really thorough. Why does he want to see <laughs> Tu Wong Fu? Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Yeah. Yeah. But if your 10-year-old rents Nightmare on Elm Street 2 for his all-boys sleepover, mm-hmm. there's no question. Boys will be boys. Boys his, love horror movies? You're just watching a Freddy Krueger movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or if you buy the five-disc like, oh DVD at Walmart. <laughs> no that like old school th- like perspective of like you don't even know you're being racist kind of thing where wait what uh, what, happened what? Just <laughs> <laughs> all right allow him to explain himself no, let's like, finish the 80s, let's finish the metaphor in the 80s like they're just like doing all this shit that's like so fucking racist and like so homophobic oh, and yeah, so yeah. whatever and there's just like so not a consciousness around it at all and that did like come up in my head of like, oh, they're so detached from gayness that they don't even see how like gay this is or something like that. That thought did cross my mind. Um, yeah, it do- well it does sound like because you know I think I had forgotten like how aware that the like the the audience was that the movie was gay. And like until I watched this documentary again, where it's like everybody was kind of like, well, that's fucking gay. But it was super successful. Like the movie, it's not like the movie was a flop. Like it did super well. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't understand why everybody's like talking about it. Like it's some kind of like tragic failure. Like they made yeah. what, eight more movies? Yeah, exactly. But then as, as the series progresses, yeah. they kind of sweep this movie under the rug. There's no continuity. None of the characters yeah. mm-hmm. re- re- reappear. They get rid of the whole body possession thing altogether. Mm-hmm. That's when the fans are like, well, number two sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the reasons why change as, yeah. as times change. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's going to become the favorite soon or is becoming the favorite. I think it did. I, I th- well, I mean, I don't know if you know, I'm sure you're aware at least like how much of a cultural impact the documentary had. Like, people reappraised the movie after that documentary came out. Like, after that, it was like, I thought that was my little secret. I was trying to gatekeep that movie. Because I knew if somebody watched it, they'd be like, why do you like this? It's, is it because the coach gets spanked in the locker room? And I was like, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> oh, but but it is. That is why I like it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I it, Like, all my friends now love Nightmare on Elm Street too, And they, these are, like, straight people. Some of them are straight people, like, theoretically. Mm-hmm. Well, I think... Theoretically straight. I mean, I've never tried. (laughs) I think that is awesome. I think that is exactly what our intentions were as filmmakers is to 
kind of save this movie a little not save it but like mm-hmm. give it a new audience yeah. and give people a reason to enjoy it not that they need a reason to like the things that they want to like but yeah. you don't need to pile on something because not everyone loves it but the, I think the best thing that has happened is that Mark Patton has like got a new mm-hmm. window into working again mm-hmm. we had mm-hmm. a director who was like, oh, I saw your documentary and I wrote a part for Mark. And he's got a new movie coming out with Jenna Malone, the director of The Ruins and Midnight Kiss. His new movie is called Swallowed. Okay. And Mark Patton gets to be a very flamingly evil drug dealer. Oh, I love that. That's great. Good. Amazing. Wow. That's like such a happy ending. That's such a like, where are they now? Like happy moment right. you know <laughs> but like i remember being a kid and like going to the cinema and watching movies that were not great mm-hmm. but i fucking love them and they inspired me to pick up a camera and make my own shit to make something that makes someone else carry the torch that's the biggest compliment ever and i yeah whatever happens i fucking love it love amazing well, I feel like on that note, we should take a breaky and then get into our movie combo. How do you okay, feel? Okay, okay, okay. Anything, anything you want to like plug or button up or like need to say to all of our thousands of listeners? You know, you get out there and you watch Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street, do anywhere it. you can find it. You can find it on Shutter. You can find it on Amazon Prime, Vudu, yeah. YouTube. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Cut Vimeo. that out. Cut ah! that out. Ah! Cut that out. Cut that out. Say, actually, you can't find it on Shutter. You can only rent it, and then that way, you know, you get two dollars from everybody who watches this. So don't even. Worry if you about really that. want to support the arts, you will go buy the Blu-ray with the oh my God. hour and two hours worth of bonus content. Yeah, you can't get anywhere else but the Blu-ray. All right. I love support the art real fans the planet, by physical though. media. Yeah. And real fans fuck. Real fans fuck and they buy physical media. You heard it here. Also, I don't I just watch number five, Blu-ray which player. is I watched number five yet last night, which is a top grossing one. Yeah. And really? Like, yeah, allegedly. I the thought top four grossing. was. I I five. think I think you mean number four is the top grossing. Number five yeah, is because I think four was the dips. top grossing. Wait, three is Dream Warriors. Correct. Okay, True. yeah, four. But four sucks. Excuse me, four is my favorite. Okay, I think two is my favorite. <laughs> well, let's get into that at some okay. point because well, let's let's talk about that. Why is four your favorite? Four is my favorite because it is the first one that I saw. Okay, okay I guess that makes sense. Then there's nostalgia and... attached. I can't really attack that. Oh, actually, it probably was mine too because I remember the like suck out the air thing. From oh yeah, head. you want to suck face? Okay, I will say the deaths in four are great. Like all the deaths, are hands great. down. The weightlifting cockroach arm break. Oh, that shit is so fucking gross. So it is zany. the best. That's a zany. The time. best death in the entire series. Number one. I like the motorcycle one where he turns into the motorcycle because I like body horror. Oh, <laughs> don't dream and drive. Yeah, remember that part? Though? I mean, that shit got cut down, too. They, it was going to be NC-17. Right. And then they cut it down, but then I saw the unedited version on YouTube. Which number um, is this? That's five. five. Okay, I have not. I, I need to watch it again. But, like, the true measure of a great movie is what you play on the playground after you've watched it. 
I mm-hmm. was always Alice and I had nunchucks and I was oh battling God, her hair. to kick Freddie's ass every day. Oh, Alice. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's probably the best final girl in the series, though. I think she's better than Nancy. Well, why did they... It was weird they, like, recast What's-Her-Face. Well, she got too famous, and she's like, I don't she's need like, to do this. like, I'm not touching this. I don't need to do this. But it's weird <laughs> they, like, pretended it was her. What's her name? Uh, Kristen? Or the Tuesday actress. Night? Or Patricia Arquette? Patricia Arquette. That they just pretended Tuesday night was Patricia Arquette. I'm going to take this moment to remind everyone okay. that the Nightmare on Elm Street series has most Oscar-winning, Oscar-nominated cast mm, of Johnny any Depp. 80s slasher series. Don't say Johnny Depp with such enthusiasm in these. In love this era. Johnny Depp. I really love what Johnny but Depp is doing. Let's not here. forget I really who love else what he's doing. makes a cameo in Dream Warriors, Mr. Mm. Lawrence Fishburne. Yes, he does. As that and it makes it makes worker, no dude. sense at all. <laughs> but he also makes a cameo in Freddy's Dead, which on the TV, oh. right? Oh, I didn't. And he's like, know. "Hi, I'm oh, Johnny." Depp. Johnny Depp does, yes, yes, yeah. The TV death. Uh. That was a good one. <laughs> God, yeah, Dream Warriors is the weird. puppet death. Oh, the puppet death with the veins. Fucking disgusting with the yeah. with the veins that come out and he's walking around. Oh my that god, that shit's disgusting. Okay, you rocks. know what? What oh, a great he series. Was so cute. He was so cute. I oh, but the girl um with the mohawk, the way she dies Taryn. sucks. That that pisses me off. What? And I feel like it was edited the out heroine? or something. No, that's he's so like good. the junkie. He's like yeah, the junkie, and he like his hands turned into the heroin needles. I love that. But then once she actually, like, he just, like, injects her and then it, like, fades to white. It's like, what the fuck? Her head should have blown up or something. What happened? <laughs> she had a chill death. She must have been like, oh, this is chill. Yeah, she's like, actually. <laughs> this is the best way to go. <laughs> if you're going like, to go. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to pause for a second? Yeah, so thanks. Okay. Let's take a little breaky and then get into our movie that we're going to talk about. So welcome back. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, it's become a shtick now. I think you can work on it a little bit longer. Why don't you hit hit the wel- you hit us with a welcome back, please? Hey, everybody! We are back, and we have You're been loud. waiting for you. Like very loud, like uncomfortably loud. loud. Oh, my voice doesn't. Get oh, that he high. doesn't do it. I, it got shocked out of me. He's too cool. What do you mean it but got actually, shocked out of you? Accidentally, just too cool. Well, I was oh. watching this movie called Terrifier. Oh no, you fucking God. liar! You weren't. You said I you haven't was seen it. watching. Uh, during Terrifier. the break, let me say something. During the break, Tyler was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I haven't seen that movie that you were really excited to talk to me about." Oh, Terrifier yeah. one. I was watching Terrifier one over oh. Halloween weekend, and I was like, "This is exactly kind of what I thought it was." Yeah. In I think that's beautiful, mm-hmm. and there is definitely a market for that. It's just not sure. me. It's just not me, but. The success of Terrifier 2 is very exciting, and I think we should not sleep on it. I think there definitely is a community out there who's like, just give us... Gore. Um, Hell? What? Yeah, it's extreme gore. It's violence mm-hmm. for violence sake. But <clears throat> I think it's, what it's really saying is... Stop making this genre 
yeah something for respectable people to watch oh. we right. have always loved it and we yeah. have loved it on its original merits for being sloppy and repulsive yeah and we absolutely are missing that in current yes. films and now what's one way that you could support that i wonder what you could do to support that maybe go to the movie theater absolutely and watch the movie Never. absolutely to both of you now why don't you want to watch the second one that's my question if you saw the first one why don't you want to watch the second one what happened you don't want to see the story continue it just doesn't the things that i love about horror yeah are not found in the story that is presented to me so the second one has strong women do you oppose that what i don't like <laughs> is torture i don't like oh, when people no, 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 are no. tied down and split in half the second one has no, no torture let me like, say this really quick let me no say this because i don't back <laughs> i find i find the that we're gonna get into it i find the hacksaw scene and the breast scene like the one where he cuts her tits off oh and he, he's God. wearing her boobies and stuff and he's right. running around. Right. I find that objectionable in the first one. I did not like the first one at all. I gave it one star. Did not Ugh. like it. Second movie is a vast improvement in every single category. Okay. Particularly since it's two and a half hours long. See, now I that sounds like an almost, assault. Yeah. There's almost too much story in this one. Too and much story. <laughs> the fact that the movie is so excessive, though, excessively violent, excessively stupid, it is very in line with the runtime, which is also aggressively excessive. So I think it hey. works as a two and a half hour movie because basically he was like, so you guys want more? Right. Here's a Lord of the Rings length version of what you watched before. And this time we've got a story kind of. Uh, for right. me, like that is, you know. I, there is a five minute torture that. death scene though. I can't yeah, do that. Th that's, not, that's not what I'm excited about in a horror movie. I'm not saying I'm what never going to watch it. What excites you in horror then? Let's get into horror and why we love it. Because right. we love death scenes. I love Can we that. all be honest with ourselves and yeah. each other? Okay. But look, I want them to be hyper creative. Uh, my number one rule in a horror movie, you can't kill the same tight. You can't kill the same way twice. If you kill someone sure. with a gun, I don't want to see a gun for the rest of the movie. If right. someone gets stabbed or their throat slit, you can't do that again. You have to right. keep it evolving. Uh, the Elizabeth Moss Eliz uh, Invisible Man yeah. mm -hmm. couldn't couldn't find another way to kill someone than do like the exact same thing what we yeah. did an hour before. That yeah. pissed me off so much. Other than that, I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, it's a um, fun. The, I'm trying to think. Movie. I don't even remember any of the death scenes in that movie. The one lady gets her throat slipped by a flying knife. Right, and, and they repeat like that the in the end dies. to kill the guy. Sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, That's true. That's true. Like, Fuck this. Who else dies in the movie? Um. That's I not really remember. a death scene movie, know. is it? Well, all this to say, I'm not seeing Terrifier two. <laughs> Let me say something really quick though. If you want variety, see Terrifier two. Right. It has the runtime to give me a different. lot of Max. Oh, how many baby. times now? Oh baby. I've seen it seven times. You fucking <laughs> And I don't even like it. I don't even like it. Did you go to the theater seven times? No, I saw it on YouTube one of those times. Um, Whoa. So I have there's this thing where it's like six. 
we pay like twenty dollars a month, and you can go see as many movies as you want to without paying for them. Oh, oh. I love that. So you can like subscribe to like the theaters in our area. Basically, it's like a subscription service, and you can see movies. So I saw it like five times in theaters, and then once in a Discord call okay. with a bunch of other people. Great. I'm gonna tell you one and then thing. Once on YouTube, if yeah. someone invited me to go to the theater with them to watch Terrifier two in the theater, I would go. But See, usually then, just, I am that spooky gay for my yeah. cycle of people. And because I'm not excited about this movie, because it is probably going to make me sick. It's going like, to make it made people the, throw up. I can't be the in in the one that the insider yeah. for Terrifier 2. It's just but I will hinting go. at it. I will hint go. at it to people. Just it, be like, oh, did you hear about that clown movie? That looks kind of weird. And then wait for them to be like, do you want to go? Just, that's hilarious. Trick them into it. Trick them into inviting you. And then the, you can't be held responsible for it. It's not that bad. I don't think that you'll get sick, though. It's silly. The you're movie like is like number silly. number seven view, though. I, feel I like know, that's true. I, I talked to you after first view, and you were like, it's yeah. psychotic. Like, holy it, it shit. It is psychotic, but yes. But now you're like, no, it's nothing. I am definitely no. the loudest person screaming in any theater oh. that I'm in. I I'm am scared I'm of back everything. To New York. I'll invite you. And I love it. I love to be scared. And I yeah. go to these movies with my friends and they're like, why do you always scream so loud? You've seen a million of these movies. And I'm like, because I want to be scared. Yeah. And that's well, why I'm here. Love it. Since you are a horror analyst, let's talk about horror a little bit. Let's kind of get into the topic of horror before we move into the topic of tar. Because I want to know what it is that appeals to us about horror. What we find frightening. What we find scary. What we find sexy in horror movies. Like, we all love horror movies. Correct. But you guys don't like gore. It's interesting. Well, let me qualify that. Okay. If I think a horror movie only has the gore going for it like mm -hmm. that's the number one driving thing of why people are watching it it's probably not going to work for me Same. i love a horror story that is so uh aggressive and brutal hmm. yeah. in all of it and the gore works really too well really if the gore works that or whatever then, yeah. yeah yes i want that i want to be grossed out in you know equal measure but i don't want that to be the only thing that's keeping the movie going well it's like the primary thinking source. about right. like what your favorite horror movies are because now i'm trying to think about like what interests me in horror and like how i'm doing it is like oh what are my favorite horror movies why are they my favorite horror movies and there has to be about i have to, i had to think of it as like a a four point quadrant there's like sure Fun horror, haunted house yeah. horror, Love. jump scares that are just designed to make you scream, and then you start laughing because you're screaming and you're just having a good time. Mm -hmm. And, then and the give me your favorite in each. Hold on, yeah. give me your favorite in each quadrant. Okay. So, for me, I love the movie Drag Me to Hell. Amazing, oh, hell fun. Yeah. It is so fun. I I think it's a good entry point for someone who doesn't know that they love horror because mm -hmm. it's not gonna ruin your night after mm -hmm. you leave the yeah. theater. But mm -hmm. if you watch it with enough people, you're going to be laughing and screaming and getting that full roller coaster ride. Feels like yeah. malignant is like that for me. Yes. Too, Cause yes. we're just like, ah, what the fuck? Malignant kind of, it's, it's so dumb for the first mm -hmm. hour mm -hmm. in such a strange way. You're like, this can't be the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> It can't be like, like the SVU style, like right. cop conversation. There's so much like 
people know what they're doing who make this movie. Mm -hmm. How can it be so bad? And then the switch happens and you're like, this is the most brilliant movie I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm having so much fun. It is committing to being so fucking ridiculous and -hmm. exceeding my expectations. I love it. Yeah. So that's in the fun category. That's the fun category. The uh, the other end of fun is devastation. Devastation Hereditary. Hereditary. Absolutely. 100%. It is the worst family drama of your life. It is grief. There is no fun to Mm. be found in this movie. And if you watch it more than once, you're a glutton for punishment. Funny Games. Funny Games. um, I think I've seen both of them. Mm. Brutal. Brutal. Definitely. Devastating. I didn't see Oculus. No, Oculus has more fun. That's got more like a. It's fun, but it, it's also it. kind of like, oh man, <laughs> like you come yeah. out a little like, like, no, damn. When I when I'm curating a movie night for me and my ghouls, I'm going okay. for something fun. Yeah, yeah. I want to be in an audience of people laughing, yeah. talking to the screen. I also want it to be a little bit dumb so that we can talk over it and not feel yeah. like we're losing the plot. Yeah, I'm not. Show, I'm not. I mean, I love The Shining, but I'm not showing that to a group of drunk homosexuals. No, because no, no, it's no, a very insular movie. People are yeah. going to be disturbed and they're going to be quiet about it. It's yeah. not the same viewing experience. No, they'd all start self cannibalizing or something. Right. They're like, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Good I'm boy. Thinking, I'm thinking, Thanks for making us I'm all hating. depressed. We're leaving. Exactly. But see, I um, love that. So what, what are the other? I'm points? not watching it with a group. That's two quadrants. We got to get the other. We got to get the yeah, other well. quads. Because <laughs> you said four, I feel like you did not right. have four planes. So then, so then there's highbrow, lowbrow. Oh, there's okay. like so it exists on this matrix. Right. You're so getting this matrix. Yeah. Left to right, you are fun and devastating, and then yeah. highbrow, highbrow, lowbrow. Okay. Got so it. this is like this is like political spectrum, kind of. Right. Like when right. people are like, "Oh, I'm an authoritarian communist." Oh, right. like with a meaning, with like a deep meaning. Well, like, yeah, like, you can make a devastating horror movie that is really well like made. Like hereditary. And the, no. the metaphor works really well. That's high. Yeah. Midsummer? That's, that's no. ugh, I fucking hate that movie. Really? Wow. Or you could make, um, or you could make Martyrs. Okay. So I feel about Midsummer the same way I feel about Tar. Okay. Oh, good. Okay, because then we're gonna agree on one of those movies, but not Midsummer. I I love Midsummer, the... but this is why I love how the camera moves in that movie. I don't care. Okay, so we got that. Give us a highbrow. Highbrow. Yeah, just get a out. movie. Okay, get, get out. Get out. It's highbrow fun mm-hmm. horror. Yeah. I don't know how you guys saw it. I saw it three times in the theater. Mm-hmm. Every single one of my audiences stood up and cheered at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. That, that's weird film. to me when people do that in the movie theater, though. That scares me. But, like, no, I was one of them. I was with them every single time. That movie gives you everything. The metaphor works. The um, the sunken place metaphor mm-hmm. of like being a passenger in your own body and the terror yeah. of that. Everyone has felt that way at some point. It yeah. works across the whole spectrum mm. and it's a crowd pleaser. True. It's no. Yeah. Get out. It's like a perfect yeah. movie. I can, and I can finally watch a movie, Roman Polanski so... movie oh. without feeling bad for liking it. Right. Okay. So hit us lowbrow terrifier too. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, that's not devastating though. That's fun. <laughs> right. So lowbrow, Fun. Saw seven. 
I, oh, I, I only saw the first three saws. I Purge. Saw what happened? How, you, how could you give freedom. up after the third one? So Ugh. I saw the first this trailer for the first saw when that came out. That was the most yeah. terrifying thing I'd ever seen. Yeah, I was so was fucking excited for saw. The trailer was the trailer. The tra- the original okay, trailer. Good. That makes more sense to me. It was so good. I go to that movie and I'm like, this is a poorly made movie. Mm, like um, none of this is working for me. Like this is fucking cheesy. This so lowbrow, devastated, lowbrow, devastated film, Human Centipede. Oh God! Here is no. a trailer that came out. That I didn't even watch it. Every single person had a negative reaction. They're like, "This is terrifying." Yeah. I go see it opening day at a midnight screening in Minneapolis. Yes. Mm. I am so ready to be terrified. Everyone in that Whoa. audience is laughing. Of course. All the like seriousness of that trailer is gone. This is a bad movie. Uh-huh. And I hate it. I hate that I'm <laughs> watching a... this. Because it's yeah. like, you can make ridiculous movies like this. But yeah. you have to have like the a basics right. Yeah. If I can yeah. see the application on the makeup on the face. Sure, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's not even done well, bitch. Like, yeah. To get it, yeah. You, that makes you sense. But it's low budget. It's low and the budget. The movie is terrible. Yeah. Well, I also don't like that guy's name. His name is Tom Six, and I feel like you, if you're, if you have a director name and you're trying to sound like a rock star, that's freaky and weird and immoral. Tom to Six. But that is. But funny. that being said, I think Human Centipede Two is very, is very fun to watch. Yeah, I'm not going. I'm not watching I'm not any either of those. Watch party. I, That's I one to throw watch on for the gays. I won't watch it. I don't know why. It's another. There, can I say a scene in it or no? Sure. Yeah. This is woman it when they're all just... <laughs> siphoned together. No, this pregnant woman is in the movie. He's trying to kill this pregnant woman. I probably should even say this. Actually, it's too triggering. Maybe it's not. I'm not bothered by it, so it can't be. Um, it <laughs> like this pregnant woman escapes from him. She gives birth while she's getting away, and then the. The fetus ends up under the gas pedal and she slams on the gas and that's Come like how the movie on. ends. God and that is like and it. I don't know. To me it's like they're being so absurd that it's not even offensive because it's just so gross and stupid that it's like they're doing this on purpose so it's not actually upsetting. Right. I would be like annoyed at myself watching that though. I'd be like, yeah. what the fuck am I <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's just so over the top okay, that they like so really kind of go for it. A good version of that? Yeah, is Piranha 3D. Mm, here is a okay. Now justify your stance. Here's here. an on-purpose, dumb, okay. stupid movie. Yes, and that people making it are in on sure. the joke, and that doesn't give them a pass. Yeah, to half-ass the gore. The the setups sure. in Piranha 3D work so well. I scream every time. The ponytail. Yeah. In the propeller scene. That rocks. That rocks. It's everything Titanic should have been in less yeah. than 90 minutes. Or the part where the lady gets cut in half by the cable and then her top comes off first. <laughs> so you see her tits before she dies. That part rocks, it's too. It's so dumb. But they do right. it. All right. I have not well. seen that. I need to watch okay, that, Okay. Well, too. definitely check that one out. Or just watch. Honestly, just watch the massacre scene on YouTube and you'll get the gist. Like okay. I, Sometimes it's just like watch the death scenes and that's all you really need right. to see. It, it, is, it is the second tape of Titanic at yeah. hyperspeed. Well, yeah. so I'm going to be... Oh, go, sorry, go. A three double D is pretty much the same, too. There's a, there's the sequel no, where it's like no. Piranha 3DD. The, the mastery is not there. 
I, I, seeing it piranhas at a water park, though, I don't care. I don't care. I like it. I want to see more of oh, it. I think it's inspired. I don't know how they survive in the chlorine. They don't explain no. that. As but soon there's as like the people piranha, going on a water slide and there's piranhas chasing. It's like, come on, that rocks. As soon as a piranha climbs up yeah. a woman's vagina and she yes. is not aware of that, yeah. she doesn't know it's that there's done. a piranha inside of her and she yeah. has sex with her boyfriend and it bites off his penis. That's so Now dumb. tell me that's not so funny though. Like come on. That See, is so funny. It should be so funny. Yeah. But, but the execution not. is not there. It's not no, even so true, bad that true, it's true, funny. True, true. It's just like I don't know. You anyway. think we're this dumb? At least the other one no, could sell it. Dumb? This yeah. movie yeah. can't sell it. And they kill Eli Roth in it, which I like. <laughs> well, okay, I'm gonna be a bossy bottom and I'm gonna push mm-hmm. us into tar. Because I want to be pushed get into, into it. What's that? Um, okay, let's get into it then. Let's get into it. Yeah, I want to like hear what you guys think about this film. Max is like a. Re- Do you want to give the synopsis? Are you open to giving the synopsis? He's. Um, I can give like a brief one. Yeah, I because I feel like this movie's like two and a half hours fucking long. Um, it's a classical music movie about cancel culture, perfectionism, and sociopathy. Starring Kate Blanchett, whose performance is incredible and potentially the only thing worth watching about the movie for me. And it's basically like her life as it spirals out of control um, in the process of composing a new score. Yeah. So she's a maestra. Maestro. Don't say maestra. They literally, they literally they emphasize know, how bad that is I to said say. It. That's why I yes, said it. Yes, they say that. She would she would fucking Kate's transfer you to a different branch if you said that to her. She would kill me. But she's, um, you know, like this perfectionist, hyper-successful woman living in Berlin, like conducting for like one of the best symphonies on the planet and just kind of, you know, as her like professional career, career accelerates and elevates, she's like destroying people's lives on the side Mm -hmm. quietly kind of and um you know it's about her journey and and her getting her cup comeuppance i guess um it's like it's like a lesbian film accidentally maybe i don't know about accidentally since they are lesbians i know but it's not like they try and be like you know it's kind of like a side point yeah almost it's not like they were like on set and started kissing and they were like i guess we'll put this in the movie <laughs> but do you know what i mean like, it's you know. not like this is a lesbian movie it's almost i don't know how to explain my thought about it <laughs> well she is an egot winner so mm. very lesbian very lesbian yeah i don't so, have ass anything but do you what do you call it a, a gay movie though i guess is yes question. yeah i would say it's a queer movie i mean it it that's like the central represented relationship dynamic, so I don't think that it's like bad it's, to call it a gay movie. It doesn't feel like one to me. I don't know why. That's well. Very what's your criteria of a gay movie? A the lesbian fact that it's movie. It's about then. people in queer relationships. Um, I would say that, like, you know, like if you were on IMDb and there was like tags for the movie, like if they said LGBT, which is how they phrase it now on there. I would say I wouldn't be like, well, that's not accurate. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah, I would say it's kind of queer. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I think it's emphasized a lot of gay characters, the yeah, yeah. striving for perfection. I mean, I don't understand why there's a debate. 
Yes. Yeah, me neither. She it's is like a it lesbian. Is gay. In this like, movie. what do you mean? <laughs> I don't She's know. married to like, a woman. I don't want. Do you consider to be lesbians gay, gay? Doug? Gay what's happening? Yeah. No, they're straight. Lesbians are straight. But see, I think the yeah. argument you're you're thinking about is, should we be promoting this as gay stories? Yeah, maybe that's. Does what this I mean. does this depict gay life as a positive, which it doesn't, but. That's the conversation think... that the internet is having, especially with Ryan Murphy's Dahmer. And the, yeah. the internet got Netflix to remove the LGBTQ tag from the series. Oh, and Ryan Murphy's stupid. like, why? That's so dumb. That's bizarre to me. That's absolutely bizarre. And I, I but, have to um, say I'm on his side. Like, we yeah. have got enough representation in media where we can have queer villains again. Yeah. And yeah. we don't have to be like... Um, How dare you? Only have positive representation is not, yeah, go- always good rep- representation. Yeah, yeah, I'm tired of just rooting for Jafar. <laughs> uh, I'm Ursula all the like, way, baby. Like new mm. queer cinema times, like Living End. I was talking to Max about like right. responding to like the Philadelphia. Like gays are these nice poor people. Like no, they're yeah. fucked up and they kill no, people. They're angry poor people. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather have like a flawed evil woman than anything in the movie Bros, to be honest. So mm. I liked um, Bros. I saw Bros. I went to the theater. That's fine if you did. Yeah. I did not. But it's cheesy, but it's also the genre. Yeah. <laughs> Max hates. Well, sure, yeah, it's a romantic comedy. I don't think it's really like for me, but I like this type of queer movie more than like a let's be proud of being gay movie. Like I- not that you can't have those movies, but it's like I like how I, I, I like accidentally got you guys to like this movie just now. Tar? Yeah. Oh, I or wouldn't say that. Pos- I, like I know, but talk listen positively to me, Doug. About Doug, it. listen to me. Me saying it. I like it more than bros is not a positive review <laughs> necessarily. Yeah. And I would not say that I hate this movie. I didn't hate it. I thought that it was just a little much. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. I thought that there were some points in the movie that were very, very um over the top in what was otherwise like totally a very serious movie. Like when she, sorry, we're going to do spoilers for this. I'm just going to yeah, say that right now. Let's jump into spoiler yeah. territory. The point where I was like, actually, I'm not sure if I like this was pretty late in the movie. And it was when she goes up and she punches the guy who's composing for her. <laughs> and I was like, wait, wait a minute, what the hell is happening here? Like she goes up and she just punches this guy in the face mm-hmm. while he's in the middle of like conducting an orchestra. And it's like, and then she like leaves. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, well that's fine, I guess. And so right. at this it, point, it just, she's, yeah. but see, that's the point of the movie where I'm like, I don't trust the director anymore. Yeah. Right. Where that's where I was. This in another like, let's be honest, this is a movie of the week kind of story uh-huh sure and yet we're not given those beats those beats yeah. don't linger i had the same problem with midsummer in the sense that it's okay. sold to me as a horror movie and i can guarantee you the director is not interested in the parts of the story that are horrific the beats to make a scary scene yeah are of no interest and in fact it's done with contempt in well, we'll do, we'll do a midsummer bonus episode after this because yeah. we can't get into that right now. I will yeah. never watch that movie again. I'm yeah. so sorry. But you have to watch it more than once. Well, and so, the director's no, I don't. cut. It sounds yes, like, you do. <laughs> it sounds Legally. like both of you uh, kind of dropped off at the point where this character has like done this fucked up shit, like kind of you know been canceled by the internet, dropped by her agents, and yeah. then there's this shift where she kind of is mentally 
comes undone and then starts taking these crazy actions and like right where it's that which i agree at this point she Look, runs up on the stage punches a conductor but like this is the moment that like this is where the interesting part where of the story escalate is and be like right let's go this but it's like movie would have benefited yeah. from being black swan like it's, right, it's just go mean, crazy. How do you mean that? Like go crazy because it's at not, that point. It's not admitting that this thriller genre is inherent to the story. Yeah, and it's giving us these teases. She's having these lucid dreams. She's in the middle of a bed, and it's starting on fire. And then she's mm. hearing all these faint screams. Screams in the woods. Yeah, she, that was cool. Someone is sending her stuff. Like there is a thriller part of the story. That There's is the literally most a ghost in frame. Yeah. Did and you guys I, see the ghost in her apartment? No. You see the dead girl before you find out she committed suicide. She's standing in the background of a shot. That's major. Like in a Three Men and a like, Baby. Oh, like turning like on the in, metronome. Um, Hill House. Oh yes, I loved all those ghosts in Hill House. Yeah. Okay, she's that's just peeping out from behind a corner. But in the see, movie. like this movie has everything yeah. I love. Yeah. In a horror movie, it has a woman unsure about her own sanity mm-hmm. she's lighting candelabras she's investigating strange noises with a kitchen knife in her hand Hell she's yeah. going in basements and seeing terrible things there is a nod yeah. to Wes craven's nightmare on Elm street in tar i don't know if you noticed when she's the dropping original off the original when she's dropping off the protege and she forgets her teddy bear and uh, she's like coming after her she goes down in the basement of this of this place and it's yeah. this wet corridor it's the same from the opening of nightmare on elm street when tina's walking around the boiler room and she sees a goat off in the distance yeah same thing so mm. i'm like clearly i love this yeah wow that's right, a yeah. great point and this movie Abandons. does not deliver on mm. the promise of those things yeah and it it wants to be smarter like well i could go there or I could go nowhere. Yeah. And it chooses yeah. to go nowhere. Yeah. That's really a great, interesting point. Because it does have all these like elements of tension that they build upon that are like slightly supernatural and like all these like, you know, questions that they're that they're adding to the plot as it like escalates and then it does like drop into this. Her life once it fully escalates is just like so stupid like everything right. that happens is very stupid after yeah. escalation and there's n- there's no amb- ambiguity about it we know that she's an asshole we know that she is a predator to yeah. these girls especially with the new one who's auditioning that she's like gonna give a solo mm. to you well, see her yeah. mentally planning you see her looking at her shoes in the bathroom and how she can concoct a scenario or this person she's is, conducting she's conducting mm-hmm. and right. you see how she has done that in the past now there's the student who is in love with her and she has gone above and beyond to get this girl blacklisted from every other mm-hmm. symphony and now this girl is dead and she yeah. is absolutely partially responsible for this girl and instead of yeah owning up to what she's done she's tried to hide all the evidence and now her psyche is like should i have done that am i really a bad person 
Yeah. yeah, and the thing that's so strange about the movie is that it acts subtle, but it's not at all. Right. And I don't understand. I start to feel a little bit condescended to when a movie like is like, yeah, this lady's bad, and then it's like, it's showing me subtle things that make her worse. When we started with the premise, like, yeah, she's bad. Like, you don't need to convince me at this point. She told a child she'd come after her. But see, like, I, yeah, I believe oh, that I she's bad. I, I, like, I, I don't know what to too. say. Oh, I love that too. And I was like, yes, yes, give me more of this. Like, go slay, beat slay the king, queen. Kill You're like bottom care. moments. Make the <laughs> like, movie crazy. But she, it's just like it's just like we start at a bad place, and then the movie tries to convince us that that's true. That's where we fucking started. Right. There, there's no. Why am I shift? spending three hours finding out this woman's bad when you started with the premise? Hey, this lady's bad, by the way. It's bizarre. And it does nothing to yeah to change that or alter redemption. I have right. to say, like, it's interesting hearing your critiques and like, and like how you're laying it out because it, I get confused because I think it's brilliant the grooming elements. Whoa! And showing her like what how notes to, did you take during this movie? Clarify. Well, just like I think it's so brilliant to like show her process of like taking on a new girl and like how that fails because the girl doesn't give a fuck and she's acting as if. Like, this girl is going to be, like, her former girls, but it it doesn't work out with this cellist because this cellist doesn't give a fuck about her and is, like, live-streaming her and, like, look at this loser. Right. And I just... I, I Is like, she the one live-streaming? I thought that was yeah. the assistant. No, I think it's the, the cellist because that happens at the end. Why'd they say, I still love her, or do you still love her? Maybe multiple at the beginning. people? I don't know. There was a moment... Also, let me just really quick, the live streaming in this was so absurd, and I'm like, don't fucking show me a live stream format that's supposed to be Instagram clearly, and then show me text messages superimposed over the live stream. It looks so shitty and stupid. (laughs) Yeah, we're just too smart for that and too Yeah, is she on Truth Social? I don't recognize this format. Um, No, there was a moment in this where I'm like, oh, this this could turn it around. This could be awesome. I thought after she was dropping off the student, she's giving her teddy bear. I thought her and the student and the assistant were going to be in on it and trying oh. to devise a way for her downfall. I'm like, this would have uh, been the Almodovar approach. Yeah. This, this like, and they were all incestuous lovers. Like, I would have loved that. That movie is way more interesting than what we got. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, but Doug, did you like it? Um, I didn't dislike it. And that's kind of how I felt, too. It's like, I feel like I'm being really hard on this movie. Like, overall, I think the performance was great. I think some of the writing was good. I loved the consistency and the visual symbolism. Using bottled water as symbolism is bizarre and really interesting to me. Ooh, but break that down. What do you mean by that? The bottled water? Yeah. So it starts, it opens, and they're in this interview, and immediately I'm like, okay, the bottled water means something because they put it in every fucking shot, and it's Voss bottled water. And as the movie progresses, you begin to understand, whether or not you know it, that the bottled water is a representation of power and control. The amount of water that a person has in a certain scene represents who has the most control over the scene. I promise you it's true, and I swear to God it's not even in the subtext. It's in the text because when she, after the deposition, when she goes to the hotel and she's basically lost her job, she calls the desk and goes, Do you have any bottled water? 
And it's like, yeah, I get it. You're being clever. I understand. But that's not going to carry your whole movie. I still think it's cool. She's thirsty, all right? She's, She's thirsty. a thirsty queen. And then what happens at the end of the movie? She ends up above the water. She's traveling oh. on the water in the Philippines. God. And now she is above the conversation. She has escaped and elevated herself. The end was so bad, I will say. Yeah. I was not like, I was like, come on. <sighs> I don't know. And also it kind of is like, oh, this is like the worst possible thing that could happen to you. Kind of. Yeah. And I'm like, is it? Like, seems pretty cool <laughs> to me. I don't know. I do yeah. think having to conduct... Well, she could she could not <laughs> at an anime at convention. All. Like she could be a lot worse than that. Like she yeah. could be fucking destroyed. No, no job. Like get out. No wait. Which, she... <laughs> having to conduct EDM music for fantasy nerds. Sure. Yeah. No, this is a good ending for Tar. This is absolutely yeah. the end of her career. Her, but like it but, goes back to this like. The American myth that you can just reinvent yourself as the uh, perfect example of any industry. When she yeah. goes home and her brother calls her Linda, and yeah, like, and she's yeah. like, "I mean, Lydia." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever you call yourself. I, I don't know. It well, the other thing too is like that the ending of the movie. It's like it all feels like it's very prolonged, but also super rushed. It's like I don't understand why we get that introduction to her brother or her family life other than to understand that she's sort of a fraud. But then, yeah. like, end the movie there. Well, I think yeah, it would make exactly. a lot more sense like, if she spends the last act with her family back in her yeah, own like, home. But instead she runs away again, and we get this whole thing in the Philippines where it's and like, it's, yeah, but, well, it's kind of what like, am I watching can you believe it? She has to go to the Philippines, and she has to, like, do yeah. this in this country for these people doing yeah. this kind of music. I'm kind of like, <laughs> okay, like, I guess... Yeah, I because yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's a very strange movie that seems to like want to criticize elitism by separating itself into another category of elitism. Mm -hmm. And it's like I don't really like. <laughs> that is funny. Like you're like putting yourself above other elitists. Now you're just two tiers above everybody else. Like I don't understand like where you get the idea that this isn't also elitist just because you're aware that it is. Right. I do feel like the point is to dunk on her. her. Right. And we as the audience yeah. are supposed to enjoy her downfall. But that's the and thing. Then is then like, at the very I end, didn't I'm there. I mean, like, yeah. Never did I feel any other way than this person's an asshole. Yeah. And I'm sure. not even like, if that, if that moment when she pushed the conductor over and started to yeah. hijack her symphony back thinking that everyone was like rooting for her, that she was really this like, yeah. Um, yeah. her opportunity had been stolen. Yeah. Like that scene should have been much longer and much more impactful. Also, don't be mean to Mark Strong. That's my boyfriend. I'm in love with him. He's so <laughs> tall. <laughs> He's so tall. And he puts that thing in his butt in the Brothers Grimm or whatever it's called. The, with Matt That Damon. one movie with Sasha Baron Cohen. No, okay. Not fans Grimm? of Sasha Baron Cohen here. Okay, Bruno. Oh. What? what, what uh, are no, you it's like about? the brothers something. Brothers Grimm. No, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. But he was I in do some love spy Sasha Baron Cohen. Cohen. And um, Borat but yeah, too. I don't know. He don't be funny. mean to Mark Strong. All right, so um, three. I give it a 
three and a half for me. That's wild. I also gave it like a three and a half. I I gave it a three. It's a three. Technically, well done. You got a lot of the things in a movie that I love and appreciate. Mm -hmm. Mainly Kate Blanchett. Mm. But even her performance, like I'm not going to be the one to understand all of this conducting bullshit. But there are points in her delivery where I'm like, I don't even think she knows what she's talking about. Do you know Mm. what she reminded me of? Um, have you seen have you seen it's always Mom in and Philadelphia? I hate that show. I can't oh, watch it. yes. Okay, but Dennis in that show, that's how she Dennis? talks. Dennis? Oh my god. She talks like Amazing. Dennis when he's trying to be like high class. Like the whole time I was like this is, this is like Dennis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, maybe that was her muse. You hate Always Sunny? Oh my god. I can't watch it's it. So funny to me. Cut that out. Cut that out. Cut People it, are gonna cut get it so out. We need It's not a TV I'm sorry. it's not a TV There People are get so there are certain shows Always Sunny Archer, Rick and Morty. Mm. Hetero, so shows for heterosexual people is what you're talking about. No, it's a very, you attacking it's a very certain specific type of ad-libbing and yeah. improv where every scene ends with a scream off. And it's like, how loud can we get in every scene that I yeah. absolutely engage? I like can't even hear it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm leaving the room when this is on. Yeah, so it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Have you taken an ASD test or no? An STD test? What? No, an ASD test, like an autism spectrum test. I took one recently, and I got a really high score. Yay. Good job, Max. I got 160. They said if it's a 60 or more, You're then like, you probably do. And then I you got win. 160 points. I was like, oh, fuck. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Um, But I get overwhelmed easily, too. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, Tar is a weird movie because it's gonna win Best Picture, correct it will or no? Not. <laughs> I absolutely think it's in the front runner. Here's the thing: it Triangle can't win Best Picture nominated. because it's not about making movies. Hollywood. That's true. That. That's true. Um, famously, what won last year? Nomadland. I think that was two years ago. Last year was what the hell won last year? Coda. Oh, I didn't watch that. Yeah, I, I didn't watch, watch it that. It's on Apple it TV. No. I don't support that. Deen it. 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 I watched The Menu um, the other night. Oh, I want to see that. Oh, yeah. Did you like that or no? It was good. Was I loved overall? it. I loved it. Okay, that looks fun to me. Yeah. And you a- loved who you watched it with and all that. It was Yeah, so exactly. Oh, yeah. What happened yeah. last night? It was like two nights ago. Wait, what mm-hmm. happened last night? Yeah, what happened last night? What was last night? Was oh, Tar conducting a symphony in your living pants? room? In my body? No, I went to bear happy hour last night. Were the bears happy? Mm-hmm. Did you top or bottom? Bottom. At, That's so In you. the bar? So me. <laughs> That's so you. At the happy hour. I was like, bottoms up, ladies. Um, You'd be a good bartender. <laughs> um, what did you do last night? Last night, oh, I went to uh, Madison oh, at yeah. Julius, and I danced. It was Who, great. Is there a DJ? Amber Martin and oh, another DJ whose yeah. name is escaping me right now. I talked with her outside. 
Oh, no, it was a really great What'd moment. What did she say? She, she was playing this record. I don't know if you've ever been, but they, uh, they no, play vinyl. And every time they switch a record, they hold up the LP and they have little flashlights so you can see from across the bar. That's what song fun. Playing. Cute. And I hear this song and I'm freaking out. Like, I know all the words to this song and I have no idea what it is. And I walk over there and I'm standing in front of the DJ booth and she's holding up the LP and she's like, oh, it's the song that they play at the prom during Carrie. And I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. Mm. I, I do out. not remember what that's. I have not watched Carrie for too long. I need to rewatch that. Everyone so in my good. life is rewatching Carrie, and I haven't seen it in like five years. I have a giant Carrie poster behind my uh, desk in my office. I look at it every day. Aw, love that. When's that documentary coming out? I don't the know if Carrie I can go Tyler there. Love. I don't know if I can go there. Mm. Um, Tyler throws a fun party. Yes, and in fact, I don't know when this episode airs, but. I do all the Everyone visuals come. for a party in Brooklyn at Union Pool called Pat. It's with it J.D. Up? Sampson and Amber Valentine. The next Pat is Thursday, November 17th oh, at 10 p.m. Fuck yes. Next There's week. a lot of great uh, DJs coming as well. It's free. It's a queer takeover of a straight bar. And you should come, Max. It's very fun. I'll be there. I'll start skateboarding now. <laughs> Just skateboard <laughs> on over. Yeah, from this Illinois. sounds so fun. This is pissing me off, actually. <laughs> you guys are like, there's going to be this great party that you're not going to be able to go to. Oh, that sounds so cool. Thanks. Tell me more about it and how much <laughs> fucking fun it is. Well, there are 24 <laughs> usable hours in every day. Okay, okay. I'll be there then. I I'll guess. FaceTime I'll you the whole time. Yeah, I'm not going to answer that fucking call for sure. <laughs> but um, unless is it like sexy? Is it a sexy party? I miss sexy parties. I haven't been to like an orgy since COVID ended. <laughs> That's a lie. It That's ended. a full lie. <laughs> no, that is it? a lie. It is a lie. I went to one. I did go to one orgy. All you have but to I do is open up your Sniffies app and you'll find it. <laughs> the what? Sniffies. Oh, you, you oh, don't we know about, about Sniffies? sniffies. Is that the one you sent me to and it's just dick pics around your area? Yeah, like on a map. But if enough no, of them get in the same the age place. On that app. It doesn't say the age on that app. I only want, I'm only interested in like 50 year olds. So I was like looking around. I was like, that's a nice dick, but who's it belong to? I need a little more personality, a little more face. <laughs> a little more age. I want a yeah, dick a who's wearing age. a Groucho Marx mask. Yeah, if it had that on, then maybe a little fake mustache. It's like, this right. seems like a 50 year old person's oh, type so of cute. prank. I love that. Um... <laughs> So, what else were we going to talk about? I mean, there were a couple other things. I think that's it, really. We got to give recommendations. Yeah, so... We do, like, a little segment where you just think of, like, movies that you people have to see that come to mind. Like, ever? Okay, Just so ever, where it's like, God, you have... Why, have why haven't you seen, seen that yet? Yeah, like, how have people yeah. not seen this? I don't know. I it get two, be, I get two in my head. I have to, like, quantify it. I mean, yeah. like... It's not just Doug any will movie. start. He always is thinking about it. It can be whatever. Yeah, it doesn't you don't have to impress anybody. Yeah. Oh, no, this I, is your I, moment. <laughs> that's almost guaranteed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um no, what? Okay. Do you have one? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to recommend Terrifier 2 again. You fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm just going to fucking recommend that every single week. But see, if you've no. already recommended, the audience knows. So you need to give I know, them but something I want else. to emphasize. <laughs> No, I'm going to say Sweetheart. Have you guys seen Sweetheart? No. No, it's Sweetheart. It's a Netflix Wait. movie about a shipwreck hmm. and someone who ends up on an island. 
and everything else is a spoiler, so I won't say anything else. Okay. Like, but there's just one with that. a flair. So it's like, is it a thriller? Is it a horror movie? What it's a thriller. Okay. Okay. What is it called again? Sweetheart. Sweetheart. Yep, I like it a lot. I, some people don't like it. I don't, but I don't really agree with that perspective. Okay, I understand so, that, and that's valid. And I hear you, and I'm holding space for you. Thanks for holding space for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna recommend me when I fall asleep on my keyboard. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> holding, holding space. space. Sorry, that was good. I got my brain got Agreed. your joke. Um, I am gonna recommend Airplane. Oh, okay. Why movement. not? Yeah. Kids and Tyler, how do you feel movie? about the heterosexual comedy being represented with that recommendation? Yeah, let's get some. I feel like heterosexuals aren't represented enough. Okay. Yeah, but no, I'm just kidding. But airplane yeah, is a movie a about composers amazing... lately is about lesbians. That's not. Where are the straight composers? Movie, not a gay movie. No, just kidding. Airplane is a fucking incredible old comedy, and if you haven't seen it, I feel like a lot of people haven't seen it. It's kind of a dad movie that your dad would plop on if you were yeah. born in the 80s and uh if you love scary movie you need to see airplane <laughs> oh my god yeah that's it a good is, point yeah it is fun though yeah. i remember watching airplane at my friend's house for the first time and we got it on dvd and we weren't supposed to watch it we were being sneaky because we were raised christian and homeschooled and we're watching the movie <laughs> and there's a scene where this lady just runs across the screen yes and takes her tits out and bounces <laughs> yeah. them and then runs off and we're both watching it we were like uh-oh and then we hear his like five-year-old brother from behind us he'd snuck into the room and he just goes i saw that guy <laughs> You know, God, amazing. That's my airplane story. Right. It was so much fun to watch in those conditions. The wordplay in that movie too, just you know. Surely you must be joking. So good, classic. I'm not gonna start quoting it. That's fucked up. Tyler, what's yours? You you've had. Time, I have I too to many. God. This is the problem. We talked about. No, bros Tyler, before. narrow it down. Oh, bros. And bros is your recommendation. No, no. Oh, you love bros. I'm saying. If you like bros, my actual favorite gay rom-com is actually from the mid-early 2000s. It's called Adam and Steve. Yes. It's got Chris Kattan, Parker Posey, everything gays love. It has Kristen Schaal before she was big. It is this kind of gross-out 80s level comedy mm. it's actually really funny and really gross this is okay this is a genre that max has missed and didn't see any right. of these if 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 bros is too like medicine like force fed to you adam and steve yeah. might go down a little easier mm-hmm. but what i'm really kind of obsessed with lately is coming of age movies especially okay. those that are set in the past like i grew up watching mermaids with Cher and Winona Ryder and I love this movie and lately I've discovered two new ones that kind of hit the same vibe that I had never heard of before that I'm obsessed with one of them is called That Night with Juliette Lewis and an eight-year-old Elijah Dushku and Elijah Dushku uh, who's Elijah Dushku she's from Buffy season three she was Faith Eliza? No. That's I so specific. Uh, she's in Bring It On. She's not Kirsten Dunst. She's the the goth-looking gymnastics yes, yes, girl. Yes, yes, I remember not uh, Kirsten okay, so Dunst. It, she's eight years old. She She's clearly like a little baby lesbian, and she's uh-huh. obsessed with the pretty teenage girl next door, played by Juliette Lewis, who has blonde hair. And uh-huh. she's like, oh my God, when I grow up, I'm going to be just like her. And you're like, no, bitch, you want to have sex with her like yeah it's very clearly like oh i want to be the the object of desire i don't 
Yeah. I, I can't get to that point of saying I want that's want what it. I'm attracted to, but I want yeah. to be that. Okay. And yeah. the movie is called That Night because for one night she gets to go under the boardwalk with all the other 1950s uh, teenagers. Okay. And mm. she gets this like first taste of teenage rebellion. And it's oh. like that part of the story really works. The rest of it kind of falls apart. That I love. And then the other one that I'm obsessed with is called Jack the Bear. It's with Danny DeVito, Julia, uh, Julia, Julia Louis Dreyfus, okay. and a young Reese Witherspoon. This is like 1993. Yeah. Julia Louis Dreyfus. Danny De- anything with her. Hysterical. Love. I love her. Danny DeVito is a single father. He's got a teenage son and like a three year old. And he is the local horror host in yeah. New York in the 70s. Oh. Okay. Jack the Bear. Jack the Bear. Okay. Jack the Bear. Isn't that what you did at Happy Hour last night? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well played. Well played. I love that <laughs> um, movie. You all should watch wait, it. Wait, so list those three. Hit the titles. <laughs> Jack the Bear. We got Jack the Bear. We have That Night with mm-hmm. Juliette Lewis, who is radiant. Okay. And Adam and Steve. Adam and Steve with Chris Kattan and Parker Posey, who plays an, a formerly fat stand-up Goth. comedian. Formerly and fat, and goth, all, stand-up. All her jokes flop because they're about her being fat, but she's not fat anymore, so so audiences just watch Don't her. spoil the comedy uh, for me. So Imagine so me watching so it here's and like, the deal. I didn't know the premise there. This, it's not a spoil if it happens yeah. in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah, I That's think not it is, actually. <laughs> also, I think, it I, think is, I will have to like force you to watch these gay, gay movies. I'm, gonna I'm not allowed your, to watch them. I have to ask my mom open, first. Like... Old clockwork orange There's a style. lot of shit and vomit. Like the Terrifier Two crowd will have something to appreciate. <laughs> no, that's gonna be that's gonna be the triangle of sadness crowd all Ooh, over. Ooh, I want to see that. I haven't seen it yet. Mm. Oh, spoiler alert! Fuck. Uh, I mean, you see that in the trailers. Yeah, like, yeah, I know it's coming. I hate trailers. I stopped watching trailers. Yeah, trailers. Like I've actually like trailers. officially no, stopped watching I love a trailer. I love a trailer. Sometimes I think I love a, trailer a trailer can more be than the its movie. own art in itself. However, lately. I can't believe how much is given away yes, by trailers. I agree. It's making me so upset and lately. It, and it gives you a direction for the movie. Yeah. That you're for but me. Also, I listened to your episode on Halloween Ends. Yeah. And I was like, I knew from the minute I saw the trailer, something was wrong with this movie. Mm. Because what was we're only seeing one clip. We're only seeing one scene of this fucking movie. Okay. Yeah. See, for me, I thought maybe it's going to go green room and it's going to be oh, like a central a location, one location type of like thriller horror movie. <laughs> and then the movie starts and I was like, oh, this is about two teenagers falling in love. Yeah. It's Drive starring Michael yeah. Myers. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. No, wait. Drive like starring who? Uh, like the Ryan Gosling Drive movie. But with Michael Myers instead of yeah, Albert well, Brooks. not even really That's with Michael track. Myers though. That's a big part of the problem, <laughs> right? right. Michael like, Myers and he's protege. there too, guest starring Michael Myers. Well, Max, what um, are your hit us with your you must see this? Oh God, I don't know. I haven't really been watching that much. I watched Il Sorpasso again. Have you guys seen that? It's an Italian movie from no. the '60s about like a very selfish man who drives people around. Okay. Um, but I can't, I can't fully recommend it. Because I hate the ending. So not that one. Don't watch El Paso or turn it off five minutes before it ends. Random what about movie? El Paso Wrecking Company? I, you know what? Did El I Paso recommend Force Majeure already? Oh, you did recommend that. 
fuck. I got to stop recommending no, the No, high same school. Hit me movies. with like you're you're 15 and you're like, "Oh my god, this movie's great." Oh, okay. You have a membership to Blockbuster and it's 1997. What are you renting? Oh, Jesus Christ. It's going to be some weird kinky Japanese movie. <laughs> Like a hundred percent, that's what's gonna be. It's gonna be like a snake in June. Well, like, oh yeah, hit us one. with that then, like an Akira. You know like what? A... I, this is something I've been thinking about lately. Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance is an underrated masterpiece. It is part of the Vengeance trilogy by Park mm, Chan Wook, okay. and it's one of the most genuinely tragic and depressing fucking movies I've ever seen. I remember almost every scene from that movie. I have watched it once, and I think it was in 2006. Is that the first one? And I remember the, the whole third? movie. That's the third one, I think. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah. any of them, but I love No, Lady life. Vengeance is the third one. I think my, my introduction to him was Stoker. And I love that movie. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, he's a he's an incredible director. Like, really, really good. This movie got bad reviews. People hated it because it's too bleak. Yeah. But I'm going to say if you want to watch a bleak movie, I don't think you can do better. Yeah. Okay. Old Boy Genuinely. is really good. I mean, people love Old Boy is more fun than it's this. It's a fun I'll say that. If that. that says a lot about this movie, it's Old like Boy is a lot point. more fun than Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. They didn't want, they didn't want to call it Man. No. Didn't want to call what? No. Old man? boy. They, did, they didn't want to call oh, it yeah. man. And then they did a remake, an American <laughs> remake of man. With Spike Lee. Slash old Imagine boy. Imagine adult man. That would be a good sequel. Adult man. <laughs> um, yeah, the remake was one of the worst. Bad. God, I had such high hopes for that. Yeah. Trash. Other than the part where you see uh, Josh Brolin masturbating. I would recommend watching that part on YouTube. <laughs> that's your recommendation the masturbation yeah, scene, scene from the american remake yeah because oh, he's like boy. he's grunting and stuff like he seems upset and that to me is hot. <laughs> also check out his instagram he's always taking his clothes off on instagram that man cannot stay clothed it's crazy that he doesn't have more um like accusations against him but good for him Tyler, thank you so much for coming. This was the best day of my life. Thank you oh guys for God. having me. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so crazy how I won the midsummer argument, but I'm really <laughs> happy that you're here and that's awesome. You um, can find me on Instagram and Twitter, uh, Tyler Ray Jensen, or the Tyler Ray Jensen on Twitter. No, if wait that's a still minute. a thing. Uh, I'm on TikTok as long as my videos don't get censored. Uh, that's Tyler Kinesis. Do you post I like Tyler Kinesis, but Tyler. Um, they like to censor everything on TikTok that is remotely queer, yeah. uh, queer bodies, queer, uh, sentiments, um, just watch you anything. Know, you'll find Do you know it. about that sound? Do you know about that sound? Sorry. We don't have to talk about it. I know we're doing an <laughs> outro. I just, I have to rant. Cause every time I say gay on TikTok, they take my fucking videos down. Cause they're like, you're not gay. And I'm like, I will send you footage of me fucking sorry, but, <laughs> and that's I what will get you taken off of TikTok. I did a sound where I said that I'm in a relationship with the moon. I said, "Oh yeah." Always ask me if they're. That's my the gay fucking is straight. sound. Gay is straight. And they won't. That's me. They won't fucking let me use the audio, but other people can use it. What do you mean wow. that's you? I ain't that's gonna have sex voice. with you. I made that sound. His, his, they're taking his voice. He's very famous. This one. I'm that is my it. audio. And I've I used that use in it. things. I've used it. Well, stop. I can't. So you <laughs> can't him. either. And Pay I'm actually ass. going. I'm straight actually now gay, I'm gonna gay straight. <laughs> that's me. Oh man. What is yeah, that's matter? fucked up. Not having sex up. with you. You're too sticky. That's my voice. 
Uh, funny. Small world. And they world. won't let me. Can they you, won't let me do it. Can you do it for me right now? People always ask me the same question. They say, "You're gay, or straight? Are you gay, or straight? Are you gay, or straight? Are you straight or gay?" And I always answer them the same way. I say, "Who cares? I'm not gonna have sex with you. You're too sticky. I'm in a relationship with the moon." And then I kiss the moon and i actually had a little glow up moon i was so pissed off because that fucking shit broke i bought that shit for 15 dollars. fuck that shit <laughs> that's my voice all right anyway, thank you thank you for Go watching also watch scream queen duh so good oh yes definitely do it genuinely watch it's that. an excellent documentary yeah incredible it's good for a documentary thank you so much for being Love here you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Love you, mean it. Okay. Like Bye. if you like 